Welcome to Plan a Happy Life. I'm your host, Stephanie Fleming, creative entrepreneur and happiness activist. I'm on a mission to create a happy life movement. Each week, I'll be joined by my daughter, Kayla, for some honest conversations about how you can plan your happiest life yet. So what are we waiting for? Let's get happy. Hey, Mom. Hey, Kayla. Hi. We just decided to switch our intro up a bit. Just, you know, because we just like to live on the edge. Keep things interesting. That's right. Welcome back to all of our listeners. Welcome to episode 12. I can't believe we're already at episode 12. I know. Still in the closet. Still in the closet. (laughs) So the title of this episode is How to Beat the Blues. We want to give you some easy practices to lift your mood instantly because we all have days when we're just kind of bummed out. Right? Yes. <laughs> I just made a weird noise. Uh, yes. So yeah, we have days that we're bummed out, just days that are kind of depressing. They may be stressful or, you know, not just naturally happy and totally fine. Happens all of us, even to the happiness ambassador herself. Mm-hmm. We um, all get it. We all get it. And I think especially like right now we're recording in the winter. And although we live in Southern California, we have a lot of sun light most of the time but a lot of people suffer from the seasonal affective disorder and are just kind of like can be you know down and have the blues around this time of the year um we do want to say one thing before we go into our 11 tips for this episode that we are not talking about serious actual depression um these are for just like we said the days that are just kind of a bummer and where you just feel down you kind of just feel um, not your best. And these are some quick pick me up. So um, just that quick disclaimer before we get going. In fact, we have one example when we were getting ready to record this episode, Kayla and I had been kind of like down in the trenches with the to do lists that we've had, right? Like there's kind of a lot in the next couple months. I've got a lot of events and travel and speaking engagements and product releases and so we were kind of, and we usually record in the morning. And today we we it's like two o'clock, like sleepy time mm-hmm. feelings, <laughs> and we just had to like pump ourselves up, and then now we're good. But we we used some music. We used some music, which yeah. you'll find as number four on our list. But we used some music because it was just like you know we kind of ha- needed some extra energy, like a little extra boost to our day, and. Other than just like, okay, I think it's time to go record in the closet. And so we used music and we put one of our favorite pump up songs on. I did a really weird like running dance, yeah, and, um, but it felt better. So um, why don't we just dive into our 11 topics? I was going to make it 10, but there was one that I just couldn't leave out. So, all right, I'm going to start. Number one, quick way to boost your mood instantly is exercise. And we all know from our past podcast episodes and just in general that exercise and movement brings endorphins into our bodies. And those are those little feel good guys that really elevate your mood. And I don't know about you, Kayla. I actually, I've known this for a long time and I'm trying to really put it into practice. And this last week, I did it for the first time in a long time, not ever. But after work, came home and was like, Oh, I was kind of, you know, wound up and just a little tense. And um, I really wanted to eat like ice cream. Mm -hmm. But instead, I just went on a walk and I felt so much better afterwards. Yeah, I I remember like when you used to ask me because 
I don't really do it all that much anymore. But when you used to ask me like, oh, come on a walk with me. And sometimes I'd always be like, hmm. I don't know. I don't really feel like doing it, but I would never regret it afterwards. Yeah. You it always made you feel better. You've had more energy. You were in a better mood. Yeah. You never, it never seems to be something that you go, God, when was the last time you said, I wish I didn't I go wish on I, that. I wish I had not gone on that walk. <laughs> I wish I did not go to the gym. That felt really terrible. Yeah. It doesn't really <laughs> ever happen. So just moving your body really gets you into a different state of mind. And I think it's kind of important to note that that is really a behavioral practice. So sometimes we we talk about mindset and you know changing our mind and the way we think, but actually looking at some of the behaviors that we we act on when we are feeling a certain way are important. So changing your behavior from eating the ice cream or sitting on the couch and having a glass of wine to something that really will make me feel better I think physically because even though I might think that rocky road is going to make me feel better. It might be momentary. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, let's face it, a girl needs some Rocky Road ice cream. Sure. But those endorphins really will come pumping through when you start moving your body. So tip number one, when you just are needing a little elevation <clears throat> in your mood, is to get moving. Kayla, you want to hit number two? Um. Okay. So the next one is open those windows. Spending time outdoors, getting that vitamin D. Research suggests that people who are deficient in vitamin D are more likely to be depressed, anxious, and tired, which is so true. I mean, that's why people, there are vitamin D, you know, supplements too that not only help the people that don't get a lot of sun intake, but it also helps your mood. I probably like two years ago when I got a bunch of blood work done and I was extremely deficient in vitamin D, which I believe they say many Americans, most Americans, most Americans, I think majority of Americans are deficient in vitamin D. I had no idea that that was the case. I also didn't know that it had an effect on our mood. I had no idea. And I also didn't know this, that I see we have a family history of melanoma and I have a lot of moles and freckles and everything. So I have to be very careful about being in the sun. So I I use a lot of sunscreen. Yes, you can still absorb vitamin D when you're wearing sunscreen. So please, yes. So please, please, please (laughs) wear sunscreen every time you're outside. Sometimes they say just getting out in the sun for a few minutes a day with sunscreen, of Mm -hmm. course, that it, it can help. Or you take a vitamin D supplement. And so I do every single day. I take a vitamin D supplement and, you know... I can't, it's not like you take it and you go, oh my gosh, I feel better. But it's one of those things that you can do to, to help, to help out, especially if you're extremely deficient in um, the vitamin. Yeah. And also I remember as a kid, just maybe not the vitamin D part of it and making you feel better. Um, but just opening the windows when you're in the house rather than being in such a dark, dim place. I remember you'd come into my room if I was, you know, being a moody teenager or (laughs) however old I was but because it was for my whole childhood probably that I was moody (laughs) um but you'd open up the windows we'd call it Lottie dying because Mm -hmm. it was like my happy mother would come in and my brother and I would be like oh there she goes again it's like she's skipping through going (laughs) Lottie and opening all the windows um so that's it you know that's an instant one yeah and I feel like um the reason I did it like I did it first thing in the morning because, you know, at nighttime, sometimes, you know, you may close your blinds, your drapes, all those kind of mm-hmm. things so that maybe people don't see in. And so when you wake up in the morning and you 
it's daytime, but you feel kind of closed in. I immediately was like, nope, we need to let the sunshine in. My mom does this too. You need to let the light in because it elevated my mood. Mm -hmm. I felt better. And so I tend to wake up happy anyway. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, okay, well, to wake the kids up, to just get the day going, I would open up all the blinds. If it's a really beautiful summer day, I'm going to open up the windows, let the fresh air in. Um, but yeah, to this day, we call it Lottie, Lottie dying. dying. It's like, oh, there she goes. But it, I mean, maybe you don't remember back to the time when you were a kid, but I must, it must have helped you wake up. Does it, do you remember it making you feel better then? Or if the answer is no, <laughs> do, do you do it now as an adult or does it make you feel better now as an adult? I think it probably did work on some level as a kid. I think I was probably just more annoyed and that took over because I'm like, okay, like I want to sleep or I want, you know, so. What a contrast, right? However, you're a happy mom and like <clears throat> moody teenager. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, and you are welcome too. Mm -hmm. But now for sure, I totally open up all the windows like. You lottie da. Yeah, because then I don't want to feel like I'm in this like dark den of sadness. <laughs> right. And then if you actually do wake up and you're kind of bummed for some reason, then it only adds it to it. It just makes it worse. It's like mm -hmm. we talked about in one of our other shows of Kayla looking at herself in the mirror crying when mm -hmm. she was younger. It's like doesn't help. It doesn't help. Helpful or not helpful. Not helpful. And sunlight is helpful. And so what about the people that don't live in sunny Southern California where there's sun all the time? Um, and they're actually is a real thing. Seasonal affective disorder. Sad. Mm -hmm. How sad is it that mm -hmm. the acronym is that? Um, but there's light therapy, like light boxes mm -hmm. that you can you can put on. And research has shown that even just, you know, adding a few minutes of this a day can really change how you feel. I mean, even just an artificial light box. Yeah. Where do you put that? Um, well, let's see. One of our influencers that we work with, Stephanie Howell, she lives in Alaska. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when the days are really short, I've seen it just in her um, in her room, like mm. right there by it, just kind of almost like uh, mimicking a window. I'm oh, not 100 okay. percent sure, but I don't think you have to place it anywhere hmm. specific. It's pretty amazing that that can make such a difference. OK, so number two was open those windows. Get yourself outside. Number three. This is a favorite of mine especially lately, mm -hmm. is meditation. And it could be um, silent time or if you're someone who wants to have a dedicated prayer time. But it's really about silencing your mind as much as possible and creating some peace um, and a space to not have all the stuff going on that your mind are, minds are so overly active. And if you're like me, you're somebody who may overthink things and it's just constantly going. You may be releasing these stress hormones and you need to be able to kind of slow down. It's something that I think is a really great practice daily. You can do like five minutes. Mm -hmm. Five minutes makes such a big difference. I had yesterday, I had a something come up and I immediately was like, I can feel my my breath, my breathing was shallow and I was kind of starting to get stressed. My, my shoulders bunched up and I was starting to get tense. And I knew immediately based on the fact that I have been starting to meditate daily and focus on my mindset and my physical body and, that's, and its state that I needed to slow down before I got too wound up. So I just did a what are those things like a body scan, mm -hmm. a body scan meditation for five minutes because I was working. And so I was like, I can't like, you know, lay down and do this like, oh, 
like (laughs) hour long meditation, but I did a five minute body scan and my shoulders like got less tense and I started and you work on your breathing. It made all the difference in the world. So sometimes I think you can change the way you're feeling just really quickly by just slowing down and taking some time for silence. Yeah. You were you the one that taught me about meditation? I mean, I knew about it, but I mean, I want to say you kind of um, brought that more into my awareness. Probably when I was like back into like yoga Yoga. and Pilates and alternative healing things like um, Reiki and stuff. Mm -hmm. That was like when I was like into like the whole body scanning yeah. practice and I also think Lauren helped too because Lauren told me about Insight Timer, which is my favorite yeah. meditation app. So try it. Yeah, and you have that really cool um <gasps> seat the back jack where oh. you can like sit Okay. If you don't have like a whole setup or something. Yeah. So for those of you who have tried meditation, number one, I'm definitely not like someone who could be instructing meditation. I'm a total student. But this is what went through my mind. Maybe you can relate. Number one is I'm like my mind is never still. I'm constantly going like when a, somebody who's teaching you meditation or guiding you through says it's all your brain's not going to ever your mind is never going to be completely empty, empty and silent. Mm-hmm. So the practice of meditation from my interpretation is to be still with yourself and aware of slowing your mind down as much as possible and when your mind wanders without judgment you bring it back, right? You notice that it's going off and then you bring it back. You think, oh, I'm thinking about. It's not a good or a bad thing. It's not good or bad. It just is. It. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about the fact that I need to roast a chicken tonight. Oh, I've oh, my mind is wandering. Bring it back and focus on my breath. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly just learning and trying to become, you know, a little bit more aware and slowing down. And so the first, my first, I think, hurdle to meditation or not meditating was. I just am too active for that. I can't, my mind can't slow down. So I got over that hurdle by just learning and doing guided practices with like an app, like Insight Timer. The second thing that I don't like, and I'm actually doing it, I should have my backjack right now, is when I would sit down, you have a yogi or someone that tells you, just sit, you know, sit in a nice, comfortable, seated position, right? Just on the ground. And you're going to sit there for several minutes and you're going to meditate. And the first minute I'm going... Ooh, my back hurts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, this I isn't probably, comfortable. I need some support. And I'm then. But then that's all you think about. That's all I'm uncomfortable. I think about. Oh, my legs asleep. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the whole time. And so um, Lauren, my sister, went to, um, I don't know, she went to some retreat. And she was telling me about this thing called a back jack. And it's basically just a chair that sits on the ground that you can take. It's like at a seated um, or a cushioned seat. And this supported back and it's perfect for the posture you need for meditating it's called a back jack i need to start like an amazon favorites page because i get asked this all the time we can link it in our show notes oh yeah Mm -hmm. look at that so fancy Mm, fancy so we'll link it in our show notes because if you are not someone who just naturally sits up straight with wonderful posture and you have a very strong core the back jack will be a great way to start meditating nice number four We've talked about this a few times, but listening to music, it's like the tried and true one for me. Like, this is my biggest one. Throw in some music, happy mm-hmm. playlist. Yeah, we had our whole episode go- 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go on to our Spotify um, playlist 
It's oh, it's Stephanie underscore Fleming. It's under my account, and we have several many a playlist Mm -hmm. and we do a deep dive in episode 11 about music how like music can really we would think we called it music matters and our power jams Mm -hmm. something our power power playlists I think is what we called it nice Uh, but we we liked jams but it can it can also elevate your mood very instantly like it did for us before Mm -hmm. recording this show yeah so I love music gave us a little boost yeah we could talk a lot about it but we did that already in an episode so but we couldn't leave it off the list Okay, number five is connection. And I cannot stress this one enough, the importance of connection. We are living in a time when we are so connected on social media and digitally that we feel like we have a lot of incoming. I do. I don't know about you, Kayla, but there's, you know, I've got Facebook, uh, um, not just my Facebook feed, but then there's messages on Facebook. And then you have your Instagram feed and stories and direct messages and emails and Mm -hmm. people you have phone calls and voice messages and text messages. You feel so connected. In fact, sometimes I think we even feel overly like involved in people's lives. You have too much coming in. Mm -hmm. But what we don't have as much of these days is actual connections in real life. I-R-L. Like sitting down and going like, hey, Kayla, do you want to go to lunch? You want to go like just talking, you know, it'd be like, hey, you're texting a lot. You're texting a lot. So research has shown that connection is one of the best indicators of happiness is your connections and actual real relationships with people. So not just not just, you know, a lot of people, you have a lot of acquaintances, but how many people are you deeply connected with? So developing those relationships in real life, it's great to have, you know, online friends. Yeah. I love my online friends. Of course. I love my IG friends. But there's something about an in-person connection. Talking to them face to face is just, it doesn't, it doesn't beat. Mm -mm. And you can't beat it. You can't beat it. (laughs) Yeah, there it is. There it is. You can't beat it. And I think too, when we're, what we're talking about today is, you know, when you're, when you're not feeling that great or you're kind of down you, I mean, I think there is real, real life connection, but in this instance, reach out to somebody who can help you through that. So if you're feeling kind of stressed or upset and you have a friend who's really uplifting or listens to you and reach out because we don't need to be alone these days. There's, there's so many ways to, to reach out, try that first. And, you know, if you can take it a step further, you know, because I'm a hugger, (laughs) I know Mm -hmm. like when you feel you know, when you feel bad and somebody comes up and like just wants, like gives you a hug mm-hmm. and it's like, it's going to be okay. Like that. Oh my God. That really goes a long way. Yeah. Um, and then number six on the flip side of that one. <laughs> I love that. <clears throat> number six. <laughs> I couldn't figure out which one it was. <laughs> um, is disconnecting. So maybe not disconnecting from people themselves but maybe a digital detox so getting off your phone and instagram and facebook you don't have to delete your account or anything like that but just putting your phone down for a little bit um and not being on all the time sometimes i think you when especially if you can recognize that one of the things that is maybe getting you a little feeling a little depressed is that 
notice if you are being depressed because you're comparing yourself to other people. Yeah, the comparison game can be a tough one. Sucks. Yeah. It's like you can't win at that game. And if you find yourself like maybe that's important to identify. Why are you um, feeling like that? If you're looking and saying, you know what, I just I just don't feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. You know, I'm 30 years old and I'm just looking at all my friends who are traveling the world with their two adorable little children and they're, you know, influencers on social media or they're, you know, this person just got engaged and I'm tired of seeing people get engaged because I want to get engaged. Mm-hmm. Then disengage a little bit. Right. Digital detox for that because you know what? You don't, you're not, look, you're not doing anything wrong if you're not getting engaged, but seeing everybody doing that sometimes is maybe too much for you to handle. There's yeah. nothing wrong with them celebrating, but if where you're at, that is making you um, unhappy, then disconnect a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there's all, I think there comes a time when we all need to like put that stuff down. Screen time, even like, even TV, because what it will open up into your life, you kind of create this space for, um, like, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you ever had that yes. where you're like, okay, if I'm not going to um, watch TV or get on social media or, you know, even like be on your phone, checking your emails, what do you do? I know. I run into that a lot because <laughs> I feel like I watch TV all the time and I kind of have the like, mm, okay, so what else should I do? So what would you do? I should like read a book, go out in my backyard yeah. or go on a walk something like you've got these garden cook boxes. a great meal right like, okay yeah should we take a break yeah okay let's take a break and when we come back we will hit number seven through eleven of our tips for lifting your mood we'll be right back this episode of plan a happy life is presented by michaels make creativity happen all right are you ready for the rest of our tips I'm ready. Okay. How about number seven? Smiling and laughing. I just like to smile because smiling is my favorite. Your favorite movie. Elf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Elf. Elf. <laughs> <laughs> Episode nine of this podcast was all about laughter. So if you haven't listened to that one, go check that baby out. We had my sister Lauren on. She's a hoot and a half. And the one that makes us laugh the most. <laughs> She looks, I mean, come on. The girl lifted up her foot in the middle of the podcast to, to smell it. like To make sure it wasn't smelly yeah. for us. Smiling and laughter, I think, they're just, they're, they're mood elevators. And something that, like, if you find yourself, like, even, like, the look on your face. I think that's why, obviously, like, a smile. So if you are, like, yeah, look, Kayla's making, like, a really happy face right now. But, you know, like, when you're in a bad mood and you've have you ever, like, kind of taken a look and gone, I do that a lot in the car. Yeah. Your brow is uh-huh. furrowed and you're like, I look miz. Or I look up in the mirror and I was mm. like, oh, I yeah. have that face on. Okay, relax that a little bit. Relax your shoulders, relax your face. And instead of grimacing, just kind of smile a little bit. And it feels better just almost instantly. It doesn't take all your problems away. But, no, um, but when what is it when you your brain... You can trick your brain into thinking that you're happy yeah. if you smile. Yeah. I mean, to a Not certain extent. Not that you don't want to trick yourself, but. Well, it's like, just like we also talked about you when you were younger being sad and then looking at yourself in the mirror and just Look watching yourself be am. sad. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. being able to like, when things are just like kind of, eh, like kind of meh. Yeah. <laughs> that you're like, okay, just maybe smile a little bit or, you know, laughing too. But here's something else is that 
I think I may have told you this, but like, and I say that all the time, just because the two of us are talking, we talk all the time, all the time. Sometimes it sounds weird, but, um, so you're going to hear that a lot, (laughs) Kayla. Um, but I, there's been several times where I would go in the morning to go get Starbucks and I do it every day and you just kind of get out of my car and I would have like some sort of an interaction with somebody that was just somebody smiling or thanking me for holding the door open for them. Mm -hmm. And you know, they they greeted me with a smile. I did back and I walked to my car going to work going, you know, I felt better. But I think you can use that same logic to think like, OK, if you're kind of just like Ugh, and instead of like living there, take the opportunity to maybe you can like, you know, just smile a little bit or laugh or put something on that, you know, is not going to keep you living in that yeah. like muck. Yeah. You know? I think the more you dwell on it, the more you feel it. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to shift the way you're thinking um, to not like live in a place where you kind of are. Like if you're, you know, you're upset about something, you might be legitimately upset. Something may have happened to you. So you get to choose. You know what? I deserve to be. I'm, I'm pissed or I'm <laughs> bummed. Like I, and I'm going to I'm going to live here because I can or if you're trying to elevate your mood a little bit by just going like, you know, thinking of something that's a little happier, smiling a little bit, finding something to laugh at and like just easing that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you can t- you can learn uh, a lot more about some of our tips on laughter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you can call them, you know, from doctors, Stephanie Fleming and <laughs> Kayla Ramatula, not. <laughs> All right. OK. Ready number for, eight is you. Yeah. Ready for number eight. Um. It is. Do something for somebody else. Um, not And not in like a selfish way, like you're just doing it so you can be happy. But incorporating some acts of kindness is benefits everybody involved. Yeah. I mean, who cares if you get something out of it and so do they. Yeah. You know, we're talking about a lot of things you can do for yourself to make yourself feel better. But one of those things happens to be kind of taking the focus off of you. Because sometimes we can become a little selfish involved self totally. self-absorbed yeah I know I said this as growing up it's like there will always be somebody who wants to be where you're at that yeah. has it worse than you there will always be somebody that has it better than you always and so if you can help somebody out or if you can help somebody through something that they're going in sometimes you realize what you do have going for you and it might help you feel better the yeah. other other thing that I'm sure you heard me say like your whole life I love nice people oh yeah I will run into someone who just seems to be nice and kind and I'll always, it just, that elevates my mood. And I say all the time, oh my God, I love nice people so much. They make a difference in the world. So be kind, be nice. Uh, Number nine, because I could talk about this for a really long time because I just love nice people. Let me just wait. Can I say something before I move on? Sure. Okay. I do think there's a difference between nice and kind. Because sometimes yeah. people, I, I'm using them kind of um, universally Inter- yeah. and interchangeably, but sometimes I could, because I do think I had to learn to be strong and I thought that by being strong means, oh my God, I'm not nice. So let's strive for being kind. You can be a nice person, but really when your kindness seems to come from the heart as opposed to being like just, you know, something that you're palatable for everybody. Yeah. So I take that back. I do like nice people, but I really like kind people. Yeah. Okay. Kindness Thanks for, for everybody. Thank you. Thanks for letting me clear that up. <laughs> um, okay. Number nine. Number nine is eat a healthier diet. Watching what you eat or and drink. Definitely know that this has long-term effects, 
But I kind of, as I said that, I'm thinking, you know what? That's not necessarily true. It can be short term too, yeah, huh? Yeah, I was just going to say that because after I eat a healthy meal, I feel instantly better. Yeah. Than if I were not to have had that healthy meal, if I were to get some junk. Yeah. You know, especially I think if I can. you focus on the fact that what you're bringing into your body and how it's nourishing it, which is what I'm trying to learn these days is really focusing on is what I'm putting in my body nourishing it or is it taxing on my body? Mm -hmm. You know, if I drink a glass of wine, I need to understand that this is not necessarily, I know that there's benefits, there's all that stuff, but I'm just saying overall, it's going to be taxing on my body. Um, It's really a toxin. My liver is going to have to, you know, purify it and all that kind of good stuff. But if I sit down and I go to the farmer's market with you, which is what we're going to do tomorrow. We're going on Saturday. (laughs) And we go and we get some nice organic vegetables. We come home and we make, you know, we roast them or we do whatever. And then we put them in our bodies and you feel like this is nourishing. Yes, that's going to feel better than the quarter pounder meal. Mm -hmm. You know, well, there's there's the I feel better physically because I had a healthy meal. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times (laughs) From my personal experience, it's very easy for me to go straight to a uh, mac and cheese. Yeah. And to make myself feel better if I'm, mm-hmm. you know, but it doesn't because I never feel good after. And it is a like kind of a sense of accomplishment, self-accomplishment, mm-hmm. because you didn't cave in and, and eat the junk that you wanted or, right, you know, so I feel like it kind of is. Double it's kind side. of a mental yeah. game too when you say like, you know what, like good for good, good for, for me, me. <laughs> good I, yeah. for me. I, like I chose a healthy option, mm-hmm. and not to say that you can't splurge every once in a while. Totally. Or, you know, it's all about balance, and we don't want to deprive ourselves. But there, I mean, you there's really no debating that even if you want to balance and you you know you're not going to do like I will restrict and all that. There still are things for your body that are healthy mm-hmm. and those that are not. Right. Right. There may be some neutral things, but pretty much you're talking those two camps. So um, learning to eat a healthier diet and also just maybe try this and we'll try it with you is that the next time you're feeling like you want to run for like I did Rocky Road ice cream, when you want to feel better because you're feeling kind of then try doing one of these other things, but try eating a healthier diet. Try like sitting down and like n- rewarding yourself by nourishing your body instead of beating it up and taxing it and giving it all the crap. All right. Okay. Uh, number 10. How about some sleep? Mm. Now you could take a nap or for me, I feel better if I have enough sleep. Mm-hmm. Sometimes naps don't always make me feel better because I feel like I think some people are nap people yeah, and some I don't, people aren't. I don't think I'm, I think I like the idea of a nap, but I don't, I always feel bad afterwards. <laughs> like I should have been doing something. <laughs> um, but I think getting enough sleep and having that restored energy, that that's one for me. That already makes me feel better. It's going to be something that is more long lived yeah. than, than if you were running on empty. I think that our culture right now, we have a tendency to be like using that whole like, I don't need a lot of sleep or I didn't get a lot of sleep as this badge of honor. Mm-hmm. And we people are like, oh, I don't need a lot of sleep. I can I can live on four hours. And I've just done this because I worked all night and um, hustle, hustle, hustle. And it's catching up to us. And I think 
scientists and researchers and doctors are showing that more and more just how important sleep is to our overall health and well-being. Dr. Dedia, I was just going to, yeah, he's our fave. He, he is really, really passionate about sleep. I want to have Dr. Dedia on this I show. I know we need to have him on. He is, oh, he's the Y'all best. I love him so much. You'll say like, oh, you guys don't need to do the show anymore. I think it should just be the Dr. Dr. Dedia show. show. Um, but he, he's very passionate about sleep. And so he was one of the first people to show me how important sleep is. Now, I will give this disclaimer also. I love sleeping and I'm pretty good at it. I am too. Yeah. So I haven't really, there's just been times where um, as I've gotten older and as work has been a little bit more demanding, where the anxiety that I have of what's coming up and will keep me awake or I over caffeinate. Hello. Does anybody Mm. else do that? Like Kevin did the other night when he decided to have a seven o'clock cup of coffee and then was like, I go, (laughs) you are going to be up all night long. What are you thinking? Or when I have, you know, two cups of coffee in the like one first thing in the morning, one at maybe 10. Then I have before when I would have like a diet Coke and then somewhat at like three o'clock in the afternoon. Shocker. I'm, you know, got a headache and feeling weird. So I have a cup of coffee and then I can't sleep. Yeah. So looking at those things in your life to figure out like, how do we really create an environment in our lives and a routine in our lives where we can get good quality sleep? Yeah. I think for me, I'm, more of a night owl. I, I like the mornings <clears throat> when I have nothing to do. I love waking up. Um, but for me, I like, I tend to stay up late because I am trying and wanting to get a lot of stuff done that I don't have time mm-hmm. for during like the work hours. Yeah. Um, so I find myself staying up late to fill in <laughs> the gap kind of. Um, I think that's probably really common for people yeah. who, you know, work out of the home I think people, you know, you're at work from what, 830 to five, you've got mm-hmm. to commute, you come home and you're like, um, I'd like to get some stuff like, done. Yeah. So I, I find myself on that side of the, the spectrum as far as like night owl or morning person. But then I find myself not getting enough sleep. I and am it's a, a cycle. person. That's what I, sometimes we are so the same and sometimes we're super opposite. But I am a morning person. But, but also a night if, person. <laughs> but if I I wouldn't be a night owl if I could get some of those things done. You know I what I mean? You. Yeah. So I would prefer to be a morning person because I enjoy the mornings and I enjoy getting up early. Yeah. But I could you don't. do those things in the morning? Like if you just like switched it. Like if you maybe said, okay, I'm gonna wake up a little. I'm gonna st- start going to bed a little earlier. And then now this is turning into a sleep episode. Yeah, but, that's okay. But <laughs> and a therapy session. Tell me, tell me. Yeah. So if you like stopped going like to bed late one time then just say you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna do something in the morning um and like kind of train yourself to get up a little earlier you're gonna be tired you know it's gonna be like eight o'clock and you're gonna be like granny over here and going oh my gosh I'm so tired I think it's time for bed and I don't know I mean I don't know if that's gonna like you know carve into your personal life you're you know very active maybe I should try it nightclub my, <laughs> I really that. like to go clubbing. <laughs> uh, okay, so sleep. Needless to say, sleep is a very important uh, part of good, healthy well-being and something that if you're just not feeling quite right, take a nap or try and make sure that you're taking a look at the quality of your sleep. Okay, last one. I couldn't, I couldn't leave this one off because I like it. So <laughs> number 11 is journal your way through your mood. I have learned so much by 
journaling because sometimes um, we think that we know what's going on with us, but the act of writing things out and journaling kind of brings things up if you just kind of get out of your own head and start to write. Mm -hmm. You'll look at something and you'll see a pattern. You're like, oh my gosh, I didn't really realize that. Has that ever happened to you? Do you journal much? I'm not a big journaler. I feel like it would be helpful for some things, but I haven't ever really gotten into it. There's been like times in my life that I've journaled. So through my separation and divorce, I was alone a lot. And so at night I would, and I was having, I mean, a lot of feelings. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) lots of feelings. And so I journaled and sometimes things that I almost would find myself saying, I'm almost afraid to write this down. It makes it real. But then I would write it down and the pen would just keep flowing. And for some reason, I was able to process my feelings that way. And I'd look at it and I would read it later and go, oh, I didn't realize that I was so afraid of being alone. Mm -hmm. You know, because I would have told you, I'm not afraid of being alone. Like, I'm fine. And then I read what I wrote and I'm like, so that, and I knew that I was afraid of being alone. And so the process of like putting your feelings down on paper, looking at them and saying like, oh, it brings this, it brings this visibility and clarity to some thoughts that you may not have even realized that you were having. So, and of course I do this, I've done it in my wellness uh, planner and I do it through anything that I really want to give some sort of visibility to and understand what I'm feeling. And it always does make me feel better. I don't know that it would make me feel like happy, but I think the process of getting your feelings out yeah, there, working through what mm-hmm. I'm feeling helps more in the long run. Maybe this isn't the instantly like, hey, journal and you'll feel better. But I think it is a good tool. Yeah, it's a good practice to have if you're really trying to become more intentional with being more positive and um, learning about your behaviors and your actions and what you can change. So I love journaling. Maybe I, maybe I'll buy you a journal for um, a happy planner journal. Yeah, maybe I'll just get you one. Okay. <laughs> maybe you just have one. I probably have one. Maybe you should just start using it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should just mind my own business. Mind your own business, lady. <laughs> okay. Well, so let's just do a really quick recap. Number one was exercise. Number two was get outside or open those windows. Um, number three, meditation. Number four was listening to music. Number five was connection. Number six, disconnect. Number seven was laughter or smiling. Number eight, do something for somebody else. Embrace those random acts of kindness. Number nine, eat a healthier diet. Number 10, get your Z's. And 11, Kayla, start journaling your way through (laughs) your mood. So yes, (laughs) ma'am. Hopefully those 11 tips will help you start to understand what you need to put into practice in order to elevate and lift your mood and become so that you can become empowered to do something about it. You don't have to be victim to the blahs, the bummers, the mess, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, or even if you just start to feel kind of depressed. So hopefully those help. And if you want to um, take this exercise even further, we will have some helpful interactive tools on our website, which is planahappylife.com. You can also follow us on uh, Instagram. We have an Instagram now. We have an Instagram, which we love. And um, are learning to like really kind of 
take you a little bit more behind the scenes. Hopefully by the time this episode airs that it will mm-hmm. um, be a little bit fuller. And um, that is, what is that, Kayla? That's Plan a Happy Life Pod, P-O-D. P-O-D. Mm-hmm. So Plan a Happy Life Pod on Instagram and lift those moods, people. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Plan a Happy Life. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends, family, or anyone on their own happiness journey. We'll see you next week. Right now, really embarrassed to say this, but... um, I'm playing two games. You know because you're playing, playing one, one of the them. games um, <laughs> on our phones called Harvest Solitaire. Uh, yeah. Har- it's like, she's like, hold on. I need to harvest like, and get my points. It's time to harvest. I got to get all of my coins that I can get. I'm playing that <laughs> and I'm going to be 49 years old, right? And I'm also playing Angry Birds um, that Dream Quest. That Angry Birds. I don't even know. <laughs> you should be embarrassed by that I one. I am embarrassed. But the it's- Farmville Solitaire is not, is not uncool. It's not Farmville. Okay? I said it. No, it's like a Farmville solitaire kind of like. That's not uncool. That's I'm joking. Yes. (laughs) I'm getting very defensive about my Angry Birds game. It was a joke because, yes, they're both so lame. (laughs)